0: Hello, Henry. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Good. I'm good, too. How's the week been going so far?
1: Oh, November has just flown by. Busy Mm -hmm. uh, over up at uh, University of Waterloo. Lots of grading and projects getting completed. And yeah, it's a stressful time of year for students, I know. And sure i'm busy on our end as well yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so you teach at the university of waterloo um are you Mm -hmm. from waterloo originally
1: no i uh grew up in uh, kent county um now called chatham kent uh down in the deep southwestern ontario region down okay i know that
0: uh, area what's the town
1: the town is blenheim (laughs) oh
0: i actually i actually know where that is
1: (laughs) yeah uh, so I grew up on a farm down there and then spent some time in New Brunswick and uh, moved back to Ontario to do grad school at, at Western in London, mm-hmm. uh, so not too, too far, uh, and then moved to Mississippi for a bit to work for a few years and then got the job at, at Waterloo, um, I guess four or five years ago now
0: yeah how are you finding waterloo so far i mean i guess with that time frame a lot of it might have been in lockdown but uh yeah, yeah it was, it was an odd <laughs>
1: time i like i like it I, I wrote a lot of the book actually in um my condo um which was just right down across from google there mm-hmm. and uh, i would work in the li- the public library there in kitchener a lot and uh Cafe Pyrus a lot, and uh, yeah, but a bunch of coffee shops around actually. During the pandemic, I I moved. I moved um, out of town temporarily, so I'm I'm not currently living in Kitchener, but I'm up there a lot, and probably will move back at some point. But uh, I like it. It's it's like a really there's a lot going on. I love going to the movies. So for a town that size. Uh, there's just like an abundance of like cool little theaters and, and yeah, good, good cinematic, uh, opportunities to, to go take advantage of. So that I, I quite enjoyed.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah, of course. And
1: I like schnitzel also. My, my <laughs> dad's side of the family is Eastern European. So I, nice. I enjoyed the, uh, the, some of the old, uh, Czech, Czech restaurants and, and mm-hmm. German food, the markets and stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, in addition to teaching uh, and writing, you're also a musician, a songwriter. Um, mm-hmm. When did you first start writing original songs?
1: Um, I guess probably in high school, but I don't think I'm recording a bit then. But it was in university. At I went to Mount Allison in Sackville. And, uh, actually started working for the radio station and kind of getting involved in the music scene that way. And, uh, yeah, got a band together eventually and, and started to perform around then. So early twenties mm-hmm. and, um, toured around a little at the time in the Maritimes and just kind of kept doing it through grad school and kept writing, um, the book actually came out of my work as a songwriter. It was cool. kind of, my, my act became sort of theatrical, uh, in grad school. And there was a lot of storytelling as part of the, the presentation of the songs. And I played different kinds of characters, almost like a one man show, like a fringe show was kind of the easy, simplest way to describe like how it, how it worked in the, in this, on the stage. And, uh, so that those, like, I put albums as uh, as parts of those projects, but the storytelling side of things never really got preserved. And so, the book began as a way of trying to translate the live show into something more durable. Um, it became something kind of different, but uh, that was kind of the the beginning of of the book.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was going to be my exact next
1: question. (laughs) Did
0: the songwriting lead to the book writing? Um, So when you were writing these original songs and sort of getting these ideas together, were you inspired by a lot of folk music? Like, were you listening to folk music growing up or were you listening to like comedic sort of, you know, uh, parody songs or artists or anything like that? Like, where did that inspiration for sort of that... Canadian folk theatrical comedy act come together.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there there were a few. I caught a few acts when I was living in Sackville that really kind of changed my ideas about what you could do, sort of on stage, at, like uh, Leaderhosen Lucille out of Montreal, uh, which was a very kind of campy, kitschy uh, act by Kristen Weir. Mm-hmm. And she played this character leader, and Lucille. And, you know, there were the songs, which were actually really amazing. And then there was also the the character and the persona and stuff. And uh, other people like like uh Carolyn Mark, I was I was really impressed by and Jeff Burner. Um and singer songwriters that kind of I I I guess the there's like the classic singer songwriter approach is to kind of like just pour yourself out there. And i I also love that in a way when it's you know, like I love Joni Mitchell and the the kind of confessional like the the classics in the confessional mode are really important to me. But I also like these other kind of more playful uh overturning overturnings, I guess, of of that sincerity and uh, so yeah, musicians and songwriters for sure, but also theater i was I was doing student plays and stuff at that time and. Thinking about how to do, how do you stand on stage with a guitar, and not just like, you know, spill your soul out or yeah. <laughs> sing this song about something that happened to you? Um, so this is kind of the direction I went in with that in mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so your book "Life is Like Canadian Football" and other authentic folk songs. Um, I love this description of it. It's described as a grossly inaccurate memoir, quote, unquote, about Canadian folk legends. So tell us a little bit about this book about the inaccurate memoirs of Canada.
1: The So just to get more specific about the live act, like, I played a folklorist mm-hmm. who um, who discovers in the basement of Library and Archives Canada, these songs that were recorded in the 70s. Uh, by this uh, sort of hippie character, Staten R. Livingston, and the songs were taken from CFL players, mm-hmm. and so th- this was the first version of this folklore project. And uh, so I wrote all the songs, and you know I'm not really a folklorist, but I this was this was the <laughs> character, and so I did this like on stages. I thought it was uh clearly you know theater and playful and and so on, but it. On occasion, worked as sort of a hoax. Yeah, uh, you know the audience would believe on occasion that I was a <laughs> folklorist, and uh, there were other versions of the project later on. I, uh, my character claimed that he built an artificial intelligence in Dawson City, and uh, this machine had written this latest batch of songs. So that all of these projects uh, over the years, I was playing the folklorist character. And so the novel sort of tells his story um and it it ended up in the writing of the book overlapping a little with my actual life the the character goes to western to do grad school and um ends up wanting to write his dissertation about this Livingston character and about these CFL songs and he ends up encountering a lot of resistance in the university <laughs> uh, when he makes that choice so and that that didn't really happen but the you know there are a lot of characters that I kind of drew on my own experiences in drawing them and uh so the book is like uh, little essays telling the story of the folklorist and then also all the songs that I wrote over the years uh, and some songs that other songwriters wrote like Laura Barrett and Lon, Ron Leary mm-hmm. one of the projects involved me actually collecting songs that I encouraged uh, people to write, uh, people that I had met, sort of touring around, and so it is a mix of like an actual folk song anthology and a, and a novel uh, yeah. telling telling the story of this of this guy.
0: Oh, I love it. What a unique creation. Like, I don't <laughs> think that I've ever heard of anything like that. It's a really, really special piece that you've put together. Thank you. Um, do you have a favorite piece in the book? Like a favorite story or song that you put together or a song by someone else? Is there one that, like huh. really stands out for you that you just absolutely are are thrilled sort of made it in the book?
1: Um, that's a good question. Well, the the CFL songs, um, you know, because as a as a performer, I had kind of moved on from them. And uh, you know, I had other projects so when I would tour, I would maybe play one or two, but it was more about the new, the new collection. But with this, because football's in the title and it's kind of this, it, it becomes the central theme of the book in a way, this this violence of the game comes to be very influential (laughs) on Henry, the folklorist. And so that was fun to return, to return to the CFL as a topic and to revisit those songs when I've done readings and so on has been a lot of fun. And, you know, it was like, I think it was 2008 or nine or something when, when I put that out originally. So quite a lot of time has passed, but it's been fun to revisit those songs, um, which I'll definitely be doing at the event, uh, as well, um, at, at the library, but, uh, -hmm. yeah, it's, 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 it's been a treat to, to sing those songs again. And I'm glad they're in the book finally, uh, in print form.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I liked what you said earlier when you were saying that some of the performances, the audience has sort of like believed that these things are real and that your character is real. And I really like folk music, like the genre of it, because we kind of never know what is real and what is fake. Like you're right, there are some artists that are telling these stories of all these things that have happened to them. And then there's other people that are like making up things completely, or they're telling a tale or teaching a lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, It it made me think of I was teaching uh, a few weeks ago, I was teaching a grade five and six class, filling in for their music teacher for the day. And we were tasked to listen to uh, Oh, my darling Clementine. And at the end of it, all of the students were like, why is this song? like who wrote this song about this random girl? Is it true? Like who's Clementine? That's funny. Why does this song exist? And I had to kind of like give them a kind of a half answer of, you know, these different reasons we might write folk music. But, you know, why why do you think that we have this genre of, of folk music? Like, why are we writing these songs? Why did we write a song about Clementine or why are we writing? You know, these different songs about things that may or may not be real.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the simplest answer is just to pass the time. I think My Darling Clementine was one, was one of the songs that Lom, John Lomax collected uh, for his first book, Cowboy. I forget the title of the book, like Cowboy Something or Other Ballads. And for that one, I don't think he was doing field work. He was basically like advertising in newspapers and inviting people to send him stuff And so someone sent him that one and I mean, just imagine you're working on the, in the field or whatever on the, you know, on the frontier and uh, you know, you're, you're away from civilization and you're in this community and, you know, you sing the song through which you can imagine, you know, this darling and and it's got a great hook to it as well and good melody. And you kind of, you know, some time goes by and you, you know, create a new world for you and the people in your audience. Um, I think all songs do that. And, you know, it was funny when I was doing this, I I never really confront or was confronted by anyone like this, but I heard that there were some real folk music fans that did not like, you know, the, the loose approach that I had to fidelity, I guess. (laughs) And, uh, but, but, I mean, t- the tall tale is a form of folklore, and and mm-hmm. so I don't really. Although, I, I don't I don't know that I'm satirizing folklore. I'm just kind of using it as material to to tell this st- kind of stories I want to tell. So it's not really like a send up of folklore. I I think novel writing is is very similar to you know storytelling around a campfire, and 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 yeah, mm-hmm. so. But why? Why we do it? That's a good question. Uh, I guess passing the time is kind of an easy out, but. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. I think I told the students, maybe it was teaching someone a lesson not to play in the river or Mm. something like that or not get to not send your kid out alone to walk around rocks in a raging river. (laughs) Right. So yeah, but I I love that it's such a it's such a wide genre. I mean, every genre of music has all the variety within it, but folk music can be so many different things, you know. It can be these kind of old classic folk tunes that are almost more nursery rhymey a little mm-hmm. bit, but then there's also like mumford and sons and the lumineers like they make folk music Mm -hmm. and and it's a really really neat genre to explore so i feel like yeah when you say you know you're sort of doing a little bit of like a parody of it but also that's very much folk music it's telling stories and entertaining people and making them laugh or smile Mm -hmm. or think about something in a different way Mm -hmm. so i think
1: they definitely Mm -hmm. probably speak in different ways to new generations but i mean the very Mm -hmm. fact that darling clementine's lasted so long really speaks to the fact that it probably has done many things in different times and places and you know it has a real kind of we have a need for it in some in some way Mm -hmm. that we have not escaped yet
0: exactly Exactly. Yeah. So the Waterloo region will get to hear some of your songs very soon. Um, next week on Thursday, you have an event coming up at the Waterloo Public Library. Um, can you tell us what the night is going to entail? I mean, it'll be a performance from you. I'm assuming a little bit of sharing of the book. What's the night gonna be about? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna read from the book and talk about um uh you know this this project i'm i'm also going to sing a lot of the songs and one fun part of the show for me too is the q and a sec- section so there'll be also a lot of opportunity for people to ask questions or or offer comments <laughs> about um the mm-hmm. project and i believe it's i believe i will have a musician with me as well um helping bring these songs uh, to life. And so, yeah, it'll be a mix of storytelling and and reading and and, and music and participation.
0: Wonderful. Oh, I always love a little bit of audience participation. <laughs> <laughs> any other plans for where the book might take you or where these songs might take you or any other chance to share them around the area? I'm
1: actually working now on a sequel to the book, And so I'm, I'm still, uh, this Livingston character, um, I make my Henry, uh, my protagonist Henry makes a lot of the fact that Livingston did not write anything down and Henry builds his whole theory of folk music, um, on, on this, this, this fact that Livingston was against writing and, and was an advocate of music and only music and, uh. (laughs) It turns out, or will turn out, that there was another box in the basement of Library and Archives <laughs> Canada um, that Henry missed, where we 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 can find that Livingston really did write quite a lot. And so, this next volume will deal with Livingston's journals, and we'll learn a, a lot more about his his reasons for recording the folk songs of the CFL and his kind of it's like a like a batman begins kind of approach to to livingston's uh development as a song collector
0: oh i love origin it. story i'm so excited already <laughs> <laughs> origin story of this wonderful kooky character mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful oh well we'll have to uh keep an eye out for that in the future. And best of luck with the event next week. Sounds like it's gonna be very, very exciting. And uh, I think it's free as well, right? I was looking online and people can just register just with your name. I think maybe you need a library card to attend. But that's easy. And uh, yeah, and then folks can come on out and enjoy a night of folk music, whatever that means to them. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us, Henry. It was really great to hear more about your project. Thanks.
1: Thanks for the help getting the word out. I really appreciate it, Allison.